You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, it's Kate All with SimplePinMedia.com, and we are a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. And what we do is we manage people's Pinterest accounts for them so they can focus back on their business. And we help drive traffic back to their site so that they can increase their email signups or increase sales. What I also do is try to aim to teach simple, actionable tips who are trained to DIY their Pinterest marketing. And so today we're going to be talking about passive income that you can make with gift guides. And I'm here with my friend Angela Davis from Frugal Living Northwest. And we previously chatted last year about boosting holiday traffic with gift guides. But now we're going to revisit that topic again and take it to that level of making passive income. So if you want to listen to that previous episode, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 23. And Angela has been prepping all day to be funny, but I don't think that it's going to be trouble for her. So Angela, welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Well, when you lead it, when you lead with that, now everyone's going to be looking for something funny and I'm going to disappoint them. You won't trust me. I'm sure there will be multiple opportunities for you to be funny throughout the episode. So all right. All right. I'm ready. Get your game on. All right. So We talked about gift guides last year about the same time, and that was a really good episode for those people who hadn't even thought about making gift guides. But I have a lot of new listeners in this last year, so describe for me what gift guides are for those people who are like, what are you talking about? What's a gift guide? So how would you explain it? Okay, a gift guide on a very simple explanation is a post or a page on your website that tells people what to buy as gifts. Okay. Let's also, (laughs) it's super simple, which is good. Exactly. Somebody's like, all right, got it. Check. Okay. So the other thing I want to quantify, because I think this is a super big trap in the online marketing world is that buzzword of passive income. Mm -hmm. So yeah, talk about that and maybe some realistic expectations when we live in a zero to $10,000 overnight kind of world. Yeah, I would like to find one of those sites. Will someone please tell me how to make zero to $10,000 without selling products to people who are trying to make money on the internet? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sure I'm going to get a flood of emails with people who are like, I can show you them. I can this show you how to do it. Yep. I've listened to them. All right. Uh, so I am just kind of a regular blogger. I make a full time income, but I am not making millions. Um, I've been blogging for uh, a super long time. And um, so what was your question? What are we talking? What, what, what well, money are we talking the question here? was, how do we put it into realistic terms? When you talk about passive income, what do you mean? Well, passive income, um, I started publishing gift guides five years ago. And so 
Back in 2012 and 2013, especially, um, it was kind of a big boom for bloggers were making a lot of money, especially through Amazon. And then something happened if you like in 2014 or so where I have no idea what Amazon did, but my Christmas, my Christmas income probably got cut in half. And I was doing the same thing that I was doing in previous years. And I was actually doing it better. Like I was promoting better. I was advertising better. I was interacting with my audience and my tribe better, um, but my income dropped. So um, what I'm talking about passive income is not tens of thousands of dollars, but I would say a couple thousand dollars a year that I'm making now as a result of those gift guides that I published between three and five years ago. Okay, got it. So we're not talking about the get rich quick overnight type of thing. No, that's this is going to be some some creative thinking, some hard work. And once you get these things set up, you can make passive income. Absolutely. And it's passive income that is really helpful. I will say that um, hopefully like that first year that you publish gift guides, like the first year that it is released on a particular guide, you will make more money off of that than you will probably make in future years. Unless like your, um, you know, you get your income and not your income, your traffic increases exponentially over the next couple of years, or, you know, no, a new social media platform comes out that we can all juice that for free and get crazy traffic. Um, but you know, your first year, you're going to make, you're going to make a certain amount of money and then it gets smaller each year after that, but it's still, you're still generating income, um, with very little work on your part. Yeah. And it builds. So we're not talking just about one gift guide, but the potential for having multiples. Yes. And that's where the real, the real money that's, that's when like the actual passive money comes into play is when you have multiple gift guides that you've published. Um, and then you continue to promote those gift guides year after year, um, on the social media platforms, especially that are working well for you where your tribe resides. And then also through email marketing. So it's not like you can publish a gift guide and then expect like that. Google's going to bring traffic to that gift guide, um, automatically for years to come and you don't have to do any work on it. Now you might make a gift guide, that you get really lucky with with Google and that you do get good traffic. But generally speaking, you're going to have to put some work every year into continuing to get that gift guide into the internet um, so that people see it over and over again. So since you've been doing this for five years, how many gift guides do you have now? I have about 20 to 25. I should have counted before we started, but it's a big long list. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. Why, outside of the income potential, would you even want to create a gift guide guide for your audience? Outside of making money? Yeah, like outside of making money, which I know we're talking about passive income, but what else, what other advantages are there for creating a gift guide that serves your audience? Oh, that's so precious. Like you're asking the wrong person. My only answer to any of these questions is going to be to make money. Um, But I guess if I were thinking like someone other than me, Mm-hmm. Yes. Get into someone else's brain. <laughs> someone else's brain. Maybe you can help me. Um, I would say like yes. you're you're giving your audience, your readers, your tribe um, ideas like you're you're helping them solve a real problem, which is a first world problem that a lot of women and men don't know what to give 
for Christmas or whatever holiday or celebration that's coming up and they need some ideas. And so, I mean, I suppose there's lots of times when I'm like, I don't know what to buy in this certain case. And then the internet kind of gives me this post and I get a really great idea. So um, especially if you can really zero in on some good niches for you that you know well and that your audience is curious about or they, you know, really would like some assistance on, um, you can really, you know, help them find, give something meaningful for Christmas. I mean, I really tried to think like generously with that. You did. Did it make any sense? So I'll add to it a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So I have thought a little bit about, so I am... There's the terms B2B and B2C. So I am a B2B blogger, or I guess I'm not really a blogger, but a B2B person who is a business to business. I'm speaking to people who are running their business, whereas you are a B2C, you're a business to customer. You're talking to people who are just regular everyday folk who are not necessarily always in the online world. So a lot of people will come and they'll say, I don't know how I could do a gift guide for like someone like me a business to business. But actually, I've been thinking about what I would do for a gift guide in the last couple of weeks. And I think it opens up a little bit to be able to add a personal touch to something that can sometimes feel sterile. Oh, that totally makes sense. And I I could yeah. make a B2B gift guide. It would be so awesome. Yeah, There's, I'm super yeah. excited about it. I've got I've got some ideas and it'll come out in a couple of weeks. But I think it's a way for them to get a peek into what my everyday life looks like as to what I as like a work at home mom would want, you know, or maybe things that are helpful to me. Well, then also like now that you're talking, I'm thinking a little bit nicer than just making the cash. Um, You know, like I am, I have three boys who are 11 and younger and like, I feel like I'm an expert on Legos, which apparently you're supposed to say Lego. I don't know. I think maybe people from other countries just refer to Legos as Lego. Oh, it's your grammar. Well, I know I just that kind of sounds really snotty. So I'm sorry to all the Canadians out there, but I'm just going to call them Legos. Um, I kind of am an expert on Lego sets. And so I know I kind of feel like I know what types of sets boys like. And I especially know um, when to buy the Lego sets, like to get the best prices relating up like specifically to Christmas. Um, I like those are types of things that I know and that I can share with my readers. And then I, you know, hopefully the rest of the internet um, and help them know what Lego sets to buy so that they are going in the right direction. Um, So, and people find that incredibly helpful. um, And especially if you are adding commentary on the things that you're suggesting, um, especially if they feel like there's not something in it for you, meaning like, well, you got a bunch of free stuff from PR people. So I don't know if this is really authentic or not, um, that people do appreciate that. And I do know that women our age, I won't, well, you know, two and a half women of a certain age, age, like I just like make my job easy. Tell me what to buy. Um, and that you can provide that service for them where they're like, sweet. Now I don't have to go researching Lego sets or American girl doll clothing. You can just tell me what to do and save me some time. I think it is especially impactful when there is that personal piece of it. Like you said, you do know Legos. I mean, and that's what I just wait for your Lego gift guide to know what to buy for my eight year old son because you'll tell me this is a complicated set. This is an easy set. This has less pieces. Or there's that added commentary that goes, I would probably buy it anyway, regardless of the price, because you've made it so convenient for me to understand what I'm buying. And I think a lot of gift guides that I see out there are very sterile. And that 
we have to remember there's still a person who's reading this. And granted, they might skim it super fast if you get like a novel in there. But adding in a sentence or two that's personable goes a long way. It really, really goes a long way. Tell them you know, why they should buy it or why you bought it and how your kids felt about it or, you know, your mom's reaction when you bought that thing for her. Or if if you've never purchased it or never touched it before, because sometimes, you, you know, I put in products that I don't have a personal experience with. I will say, like, I heard from a reader that she really liked this or this looks really interesting and here's why. Um, Just give a couple of sentences and you're going to not only serve that reader better, but there's a way higher chance of them actually purchasing that item from your link. Yeah, I think this is especially important since a lot of traffic from Pinterest is very um, bouncy, like it's very quick and it comes and it pops over and it might not become somebody that signs up for your email list or reads your blog all the time. But if they're hooked into something where they feel this sense of personal connection, they will be much more likely to stick around as opposed to that generic list. So keep that in mind too, not just like your audience who normally reads your blog, but those very like spurts of traffic, whether Google or Facebook or Pinterest, having that personal connection can go a really long way to potentially converting to a reader, a long-term reader. You know, when I feel like somebody connects and gets what I'm talking about, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. And and one um, caution I would have though with the personal touch is like get to the list as quickly as you can. So like sometimes I read a recipe post and I'm like, why am I reading a novel before the stupid recipe? I don't care about what your dog did this week. I want to just to know how to make keto French fries. That doesn't exist, but <laughs> that it doesn't, doesn't I wish really sucks. So <laughs> what I would say is like, write a quick introductory paragraph and then get to the products and then put a couple of sentences um, under each product that you're suggesting. But, you know, a, a lot of times and a lot of bloggers are super personal because they have a really intimate and passionate tribe that reads their blog or their website. Um, I would say remember that for passive income, ideally we want, well, not ideally, but in order for it to really be passive, it's going to be strangers coming to your site. So like get to the point. Yes, agreed. Make it succinct. And you know what I have learned from you is to write something and then go back and read it again and like take stuff out. You mean edit? Yes, (laughs) edit. I learned my editing skills from you. Granted, I don't edit my posts. Somebody else does now, but I've gotten good at it. Okay, here's an editing tip. This is how you edit. You write the thing and you go back and then you read it out loud. A lot of people think writing's different, like some special skill. All writing is doing is typing out the words that come out of your mouth when you're talking to someone. So like type it out and then read it out loud. And then you'll realize how many extra words you put in there and get rid of the words. That was a, okay. that was a free Grammar tip. Lesson. That was a free tip. Sweet. All righty. Um, okay. So how do you even begin brainstorming? ideas for what your audience would want in a gift guide? Great question. What I would always start with is yourself. Whenever I'm doing a gift guide or like, by the way, you wrote a bunch of my gift guides when you used to work for me before you ditched me. So yes, what we did. Sorry about that. 
Passive income. I generated passive yes, income I'm, for you. I am mm-hmm. going to the bank with your work that Check. happened three or four or five years ago. That's right. Okay. So what I would do is start with yourself. I always start with myself because I think that everyone's just like me. And I'd say like, what am I interested in? What is my expertise? Um, and write a gift guide on that. So if you're like love gardening or being outside, gag me, then write a gift guide about that. Um, so start with yourself. Or write a gift guide about kick flare pants. <gasps> You're really into kick flares oh, right they're now. They're so cute, but you don't have, don't let them get too short. They have to be one to two inches above your ankle or else you're going to look like all those ladies who are walking around in high waters that end at the widest part of their calf. That just makes you look big. All right. We digress. That's just, that's okay. what's going to happen. But that would be, that would be an example. You like, you are incredibly passionate about fashion right, right now. I think it's super fun. And so that would be a good example of something that I could write a gift guide on. So start with yourself. The next thing you do is like go to the people that you know and get their ideas for free. So go to your husband. What is he passionate about? And then, you know, write, say, what would you like? Like my husband and both of our husbands are Portland Trail, the Blazers. Portland Trail Blazer pants. So we would say like, we asked them, what would you want to get as a Blazer fan? And then they gave us the list and then we did the rest of the work. So then go to your kids. Maybe you have a teenage daughter and ask like, what is your favorite makeup stuff? And then make a gift guide, like the best makeup items to give, you know, makeup items, whatever, cosmetics to give to um, younger teenage girls. Um, and then go to your best friends, go to Facebook and ask on your personal Facebook page, um, certain questions. Um, it's really not that difficult to come up with ideas. Another thing, like after you've kind of thought about yourself and your personal circle is what do I blog about? Um, or what do I, like, what do I do professionally and what do though, what are those people going to be interested in? Um, so if you are a food blogger that, um, Oh my goodness. My kids are outside playing with ladders and rusty equipment <laughs> and no one has shoes on because no one has a brain in this of house. Of course not. Anyway. Right. Um, oh my God. I can, I can picture it already. Can I know you what hear it, it looks like. <laughs> no, I can okay, hear well, it um, So like, yeah. let's say you're a food blogger and you do like really fancy food, meaning fancy, like you actually like to cook and your readers love to cook. So what are things that like an advanced cook would like to receive for Christmas or what you think like, um, you know, essential items for an advanced cook, something like that. Um, so then you go to the people in your tribe and figure out like, what are they interested in and why are they coming to my site and then create a gift guide for them or multiple gift guides for them. And what I found is like, once you start creating a gift guide, the ideas kind of spider out from there that you get one inspiration. And then it's like, it becomes addictive to be honest. Like I so love creating gift guides that it just kind of one catapults into the other. I would like to um, welcome you to create more gift guides for me. If you need some extra income this, this upcoming fall with all my extra time, (laughs) I'll work on that. Yes. First I'm going to create my own. Um, Okay. So one of the things that I think a lot of people wonder about since we're going into the holiday season, are these just for the holidays? Are we talking year round traffic? I would say like the, 
majority, meaning more than 50% of your traffic's going to come in the fall and leading into Christmas because people are looking for gifts then. Um, but they certainly can be evergreen, um, so they can be appealing throughout the year. Um, so some ways to capitalize on both the holiday traffic and then the year ground year round traffic um, would be, do you want me to get into this? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, would be, first of all, when you're creating your gift guide, let's say you're making one with the hopes to, you know, with the intent to publish it before Christmas and make money off of that would be when you're making your, your URL or when you're writing your title, don't put the word Christmas or holiday in it. Um, so create the URL, get that set to be something generic. So like best Lego gift set or le best Lego sets. Um, and then when you publish, let's say in October or November or, you know, whenever, um, you can title it something different like best Lego sets for Christmas. And then after Christmas this year, you would want to go into all of your gift guides. If you have the word Christmas or holiday or the year, like 2017, 2016, um, go in and take those out of your title so that for the next, you know, starting in January to about September, it doesn't look like a Christmas gift guide. Because I know as a user, if I'm looking for gifts for my grandmother and I see the word Christmas or holiday and I'm looking in May, I'm going to be like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Because we're really quick to assume that things don't apply to us. Like we're looking for a reason to discount posts and like the value they bring to us. So remove that um, from your title, remove mentions of Christmas or holidays, um, you know, go in and edit your post or your page so that then um, it looks more generic for the rest of the year. Okay, so now we're going to jump to something I see, you know, let's say people have got their gift guide created. It's totally ready to go um, is the images because you've also messed around a lot with the certain types of images over time especially pinterest images is what we're talking about because those that's what's going to pull in the traffic from pinterest is this image and how they connect with it so i will say that i have seen in people especially doing some gift guides that those ones that have a, multiple images in them so probably about eight to nine products. So let's say you're going to do a Lego gift guide set to have those specific Lego sets in there, maybe like six different Lego sets with like a big text box at the top tends to convert pretty well because people see that there's multiples, but you've also done some that are just single stock images with just the text over the top. Correct? Yes, I have. So it's like a stock image of the Lego one might be like a boy or a girl, you know, playing with Legos, you know, in their bedroom or something like that. What would be your tip for the text on there? Because a lot of people struggle with this whole concept of, okay, they've got their gift guide. It's all ready. Now they're at this Pinterest image and they just become paralyzed and they choose um, a, they choose different texts. They choose maybe the wrong picture. What would you say to them if they're struggling with that wall, which I have been there. So that's why I understand it. Um, what would you tell them to start well, with? First of all, if you want to do the collage of products um, that, you know, we've all seen on Pinterest, I please use as much white space as possible. So start with a white canvas. I mean, I do all my stuff in PicMonkey, so that's, you know, it's a white canvas. And then make the images not giant. Don't try to fill that entire box 
up with images and text. So the ones that I've seen that that look really nice on Pinterest, like when I'm scrolling through and I want to click on, is there's an incredible amount of white space. I do see the products and the text is one or two fonts that is not gigantic. I mean, I can, I'm able to read it. Um, but it's not like, and the font, like just chill on the big fancy fonts, like just do something super duper plain. Um, and that's going to attract, it it looks classy when I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, they look like they're a classy broad. And I bet she's going to have some good ideas over there. You just use the word broad. I know my my dad said (laughs) it growing up. He was so sexist anyway. Um, (laughs) so many fun stories about my dad. Um, so that's the first thing. If you're going to use the collage, use lots of white space and simple text. Now on most of my gift guides, I have opted, um, to use a stock image that um, kind of represents what that gift guide is. My kids are now punching each other. I know. Perfect. Sorry if they're, I'm sorry if they're cool. all wailing. No one's being bludgeoned. It just sounds <laughs> like it. Um, so when I'm looking for a stock image, I specifically look for one that, again, looks kind of classy. And, kind, and maybe classic is another good word. So like for my baking gift guide, I have this really um, you know, subtle picture of uh, a rolling pin and some brown eggs. So um, that like is a really good, you know, kind of it, it. when I look at the picture, I'm like, oh, this is about baking or my coffee lover gift guide. There's um, a picture. Clearly, someone's in a coffee house and the background is kind of blurred. And there's a really like simple coffee cup there. Now, I didn't take any of these pictures. They are all stock images. So first of all, like the images are really classy looking and um, kind of kind of in the Instagram, like professional Instagram ish feel, if that makes sense. The other thing that I'm looking for is for that main, like the thing in the image that I want to highlight, like the coffee cup, it's not right in the middle of the picture or it doesn't take up the entire photo. So I want there to be a, at least one third of the photo, if not a half or two thirds of the photo is kind of blank space. I mean, it's not white, but it's like, um, you know, a, a really kind of neutralish background. So I can put my text on that. So the image is about one third of it. And the, um, text is about one third. And then the rest of it is just this kind of classy looking image. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it does. And we have a previous episode on the Simple Pin podcast too, if you want to go deeper about ways to capture the pinner's attention with your images. And some of the things that you're saying are very similar to what she said, which were, you know, choosing a very simple font, a easy, you know, classy photo, something that easily catches people's eye instead of something that's so busy. And I think when you said white space, that's really key too. And that's what I've seen a lot with the product images is they're, they're not this mishmash that your eye doesn't know what to do because we forget too, especially as we're creating an image on the computer, that most people are going to be seeing it on their phone. And so if you can't see it and it looks all jumbled, you just scroll past Yeah, and it. if you're choosing images, like if you're going to do the collage, um, I'm super impressed if you're like, I want to click on things where there's a common color going through it. So... Like if I were going to do like, I don't know if Lego is a great example, but you know, if you're doing like kitchen essentials, like um, pick pictures. I mean, you don't have to like select the products in your gift guide based on their color, but if you have 15 items in your gift guide, pick the seven or eight that um, like all kind of have a tannish theme to them. Does that make sense? It does. No, I'm thinking specifically of something like um, Fiesta Uh wear or something. 
you know, because it has that really pretty blue that everybody likes and you could do a blue spatula. Like there's a lot of things you can do within that same right. color theme. I think you can do the same with um, any type of wall art or um, there's a lot of different options. Uh, the yes. pillows, you know, that have really cool patterns to them. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, so you have, um, I have asked Angela, actually, she had a gift guide blueprint that she did last year, but I've actually asked her to revamp it and fold it under the simple pin umbrella of products. And so she's created this how to master gift guides mini course for us. So what are the seven sections that you've included in this mini course so people can really master how to do gift guides and therefore make passive so income. It, the gift guide um the how to master gift guide mini course um is really created for both the person who has never even thought about creating a gift guide and also the people who have created gift guides in the past but they want to um revamp the ones that they have and create new ones to really increase their income this holiday season and then um, as we move forward in future holiday seasons. So the first thing that we talk about is researching, like researching, um, um, like what types of gift guides are you going to create? Um, what special, uh, you know, knowledge do you have that would be valuable to your community? Also, what is going to do well, especially on Pinterest? Um, like what can you do really well in that first section? Uh, the next section is we're talking about compiling all that information. So you're going to be organizing your gift guides. Um, a big thing in the course is talking about how to niche down from, because um, what I have found is the more specific my gift guide is, the more valuable it is and the more money I make. So like an example would be like you could create like a really easy one is if you love gardening, you're like, I'll create a gift guide on the best gifts for gardeners. Well, I mean, everyone's doing that. That's not special. That's not going to catch my eye on, on Pinterest if I'm trying to buy a gift for someone who loves to garden. So I teach you how to kind of niche all the way down to where you might end up with a post like the 10 best tools for the advanced Pacific Northwest gardener. Now, that's not going to apply to everyone around the world. But man, if you get someone who loves gardening, who lives on the West Coast of the Pacific Northwest, they're going to click that and they're going to buy something because you've demonstrated that you have expertise. So we talk a lot about how to niche down so that you can really make the very best um, gift guides. Uh, the next section is building. So how do you strike? How do you build your post? Um, and as we go get into a lot about affiliate marketing. So especially if you're new to affiliate marketing, you're like, I don't really know how to make money off of these gift guides. Um, I go really specifically into um, how to uh, build links in Amazon Associates, how you can use other um, affiliate companies out there to make money. And which is a really interesting thing because I come from the deal blogging world, which is almost every post that we publish has an affiliate link. So affiliate marketing is really easy for me. It comes very naturally, but I know for a lot of your listeners, it's kind of a new territory and sometimes a little bit scary um, to kind of figure out how to do that well. And so um, the course is about gift guides, but we talk a lot about how to do affiliate marketing well. 
Um, the next section is like how to publish that post. So I, had, I talked earlier about how to build a good URL. Um, and so doing that really intentionally, a lot of times, like when we first started doing gift guides back in 2012, we, you and I were putting years in there and Christmas and holiday and all of that stuff. And yeah. like how I would do that differently and with a lot of intention so that it will be a piece of evergreen content that will make me money easily um, in the future. And then we talk about ways to promote your gift guides. Um, you know, the big one is going to be through Pinterest. Um, the work that you put in right now um, to promote you, these gift guides before Christmas on Pinterest is going to pay off in future years because those pins stick around for a really long time. And you just never know which one is going to gain traction. And um really get you tons of traffic in the future. And then the next sections, we talk about how to maintain, um, yeah, how to promote and then how to maintain those posts. So you publish them this year. What do you need to do come January to update that post or that page? So that again, like I was talking about earlier, it's relevant for the next nine months. And then what do you do come Christmas, 2018, so that you can, um, republish that perhaps, or get that out on your social media channels to get the traffic coming in yet again, to make money off of the work you did this year, next year. And then there's a little bonus section in there um, about how to make money um, really intentionally with Amazon Associates. So there's lots of different things that you can do inside Amazon because um, a lot of the products, the, the, the things that you're going to be linking to will be on Amazon. And it's a really good idea for it to be on Amazon because your read every reader out there, almost every reader out there is very comfortable with purchasing off of Amazon. Um, so it's not like you have to try to convince them to buy from this obscure website. They're like, oh, it's Amazon. It's really safe. So I talk about ways that you can track, um, you know, put in individual tracking links in these posts so that you're able to see in, in the future, like right now and also in the future, how much those um, posts are making you as opposed to like how much your entire site is making you, but how much is that, you know, um, specific gift guide that you put all that time in, how much is that making you this year and then in the future? And I think that's really important because if you, we all have these ideas of what we think is happening, but then once we open up the graphs and the numbers, we're surprised, you know, oh, that's making me money or people are buying that or they're clicking on that post. And that, even though we sometimes have these ideas of what they should be clicking on, we really need to go with what they are clicking on. Even if it doesn't always align with what we think or it's not, you know, it's not fun. It's still like resonated with people. So it's kind of learning that and following that, which I think tracking is super powerful instead of just well, and guessing. I think that like, a lot oh. of us are really good at tracking our Google Analytics. Like I know how many page views this post has received and um, you know, all those types of things. And then, but if you don't like, honestly, I don't care how many page views I'm getting off of a post unless it's sponsored content or I'm making a ton of money on ads or something on, you know, uh, um, like through Google or ad thrive or something, but I need to know how much actual money I'm making off of people purchasing from that post. So when you're using the individual tracking links, you can say, man, this post is converting really well. What did I do and say in this post that I'm not doing in this other post that may be getting a ton of traffic, but I'm not making any money off of it. Um, and also then you can, that's super helpful to know what you're doing well and what you need to change because you have concrete data with how much cash is coming to your family. Absolutely. 
instead of just clicks. Clicks don't always pay the bills. Clicks don't pay my bills. That's for certain. But Amazon does. No, no. I know. So for those of you who are interested in picking up the How to Master gift guides, what we've done is we've priced it super low because we know that there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are either new to blogging. Maybe this is your first Christmas season. You've spent a lot of money already on a lot of other courses. And so we're offering this for just $27. It's um, something that you'll be able to have forever. It's hosted inside Teachable, which is where all of the other Simple Pin products like How to Master Tailwind or Simple Pin Master Course are hosted as well. It's a really user-friendly interface. And then if you have questions and you need follow-up help, I do have the free Facebook group that we'll just be funneling people into. And you can take Angela there too if you have a question as well and we'll be happy to answer that so i would love for you to go over to simplepinmedia.com slash 69 for the links um, that we have in our show notes or you can go straight to simplepincourses.com to pick it up it's the how to master gift guides and once you sign up you'll get access to everything it's not dripped out you can go through it all and we'd really love to see the gift guides that you've created too so feel free to post those in the big facebook group that we have and i think it will inspire others to build their own as well and do you have any last minute tips for people creating gift i guess guides? my biggest tip is just to do it Like, I think oftentimes bloggers, we um, compare ourselves to a lot of other, usually big bloggers who are creating these elaborate gift guides. And, you know, those people are getting free products. And like, I need to be known, I need to be seen. And like, I need PR people to come and contact me before I can do this. And blah, blah, blah. Just make a gift guide and put some affiliate links in. Um, Don't wait around for a PR person to contact you to say, like, do you want a free product? And and that's one thing that we did. We talked about in that previous um, podcast that we did last year, but none of my gift guides have free products that I've received that I'm reviewing or to include in a gift guide. Um, All of it is done on my own. So my encouragement is just to get it done as quickly as possible publish it, and then you have tons of time to edit it and make it better, add more commentary. But the biggest thing, especially as we're moving into the Christmas season, is publish it and get it on Pinterest. Get it out you know, into Facebook, but really Pinterest is where you need that thing out as quickly as possible so that it can get traction over the next couple of months. So when people are ready to buy in November and December, um, they're able to see it. So, and then you know, get it published as quickly as possible and then spend the next couple of weeks after that making it even more awesome. And then next year, go and edit it. You know, add new things, take things out, check to see if the products are still available because um, a lot of times they're not. And so you need to update your links, especially with Amazon because that particular link goes to nothing right now, um, you know, or in the future. And so again, my encouragement is get it done um, and then make it awesome in the you know as you go on in the future. Yeah, and then you have this huge archive of gift guides. You know, for you, it's now having all you know almost twenty five. There's not you know you could create a few more, but there's not the same pressure is not the right word, but there's not the same urgency to get them up and running because you've built over the last five years. Your goal now is just to promote them, share them with Facebook, share them on Pinterest and keep them circulating so that people know that they're there and that they can still buy from them or, you know, republishing them to the top of your blog or whatever it might be. But that's, I think, the advantage of doing it five years later 
is you have all these. You're like, all right, I just need to dust them off and let's yeah, get every, ready for the you know, Every season. fall, it takes me about 30 minutes per post to update the links and make all make sure all the words are, you know, that the commentary is still like valid and update everything. And then I do republish all of my gift guides every fall so that when you click over from Pinterest or maybe I get some Google traffic from it, they see the year 2017 and not a previous year. And so they're more inclined to stick around and feel like it's relevant content to them. Yes. Well, thank you, Angela, for all of this um, detailed information about gift guides. And for those who want to pick up the How to Master gift guides for just $27, go to simplepincourses.com or simplepinmedia.com slash 69 to get the show notes and more details but we'd really be excited to hear about the gift guides that you're going to create and we're just excited for you to make passive income through those gift guides so thanks Angela for joining me thanks for having me